Hello, welcome. Welcome back, welcome. Welcome to the second episode of 2019. Oh shit, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? I, I, I say we're that. We're still recording it in 2018. Yeah. No, we're actually <laughs> recording this one on uh, New Year's Eve, so... Ooh. Happy New Year's Eve to you. You too. Yeah. Now, we should probably just end this topic there, because no one's going to give a shit about New Year's resolutions and stuff like that uh, two weeks into the year. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Getting, no, at that point, we'll be closer to, I think, to Blue Monday than to... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you have planned for Blue Monday? Oh, what do I plan for Blue Monday? Um, for I'm, those who don't know, that's the saddest day of the year, statistically speaking. Supposedly, yeah, where the people realize that they're, I think, all this all at once it comes crashing down, like, oh shit, I'm in debt from the holidays, I'm not keeping up my New Year's resolutions, I'm a terrible piece of shit that will never change ever. What is that, like the third Monday of the month? Something like that, yeah. I think, so. yeah, it's either towards the end of January, yeah, I think it's, it's straight towards the end of January, that or like right at the beginning of February, but I'm pretty sure it's like January 20-something. Nice. Don't quote me on that, I don't know. Anyway, what am I doing for Blue Monday? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be in a couple few weeks into my super interesting sounding psychological assess- assessment course. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I've heard really good things about this one. And I was saying that very sarcastically. So uh, this Monday might be very blue. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. How about I'll, you? Uh, I'll just like listen to Blue Monday by New Order on repeat. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start recording a cover of it just because it'll be seasonally appropriate. Okay. Um, so suppose before we go any further, we should do the usual of going over the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you recommended something totally exciting and unique and, and wow, something that, like, I don't know where you come up with this stuff, by recommending sugar cookies again. <laughs> again, yeah. <laughs> um, do we need to go into it? Unless you have anything new to add, I don't, I don't think so. I guess all I have to add is, why haven't you fucking watched it yet? At the audience, not yes, at me. not at you. Yeah. Assuming this is I'm breaking the fourth wall here, even though it's oh, a podcast yeah. and the fourth wall is fucking broken. Uh, <laughs> watch it. It's um, well, actually, now at this point, I'm thinking we've hyped it up so much it can't possibly live up. That's true. The, don't watch it. It's not. Good. <laughs> it's good. You should watch it, but it's not. It's not. It's nothing revolutionary. It's just, just all the right things to be appealing to me in particular. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, it's not my top five of the year. 
I know it's from like 1973, but yeah. it's new to me, so. Exactly. Okay, so I guess that's all we really need to see about sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you recommended... Madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah, see, I, the name is in my head. Uh, yeah. yeah. Madhouse. Which is Which the... we're, we have... We were watching it, and then we stopped to go get burgers, and then we decided to record before finishing it. So, do you, do you have anything to add about it? I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I definitely get the twin. Like, there, there are twins involved. Yep. Um... I'm kind of remembering why I like this one as far as Video Nasties go. It's been a while, but it's like, oh yeah, okay, I remember why I thought this one was good fun. It's just off-kilter in a really weird way. It is. But the plot keeps going. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, It doesn't have a lot of lulls that no, it doesn't. some of so those far. movies hit, where, you That's know, true. it kind of runs out of speed. But it's like, well, we still got to get this to feature length. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the bad shittery will just, uh, it just kind of amps up from here. So I'm excited to see your reaction to the rest of this movie. Cool. Yeah, so far, I, I think it's good so far. But as I mentioned to you, uh, for one, the main character, Julia, she sounds, <laughs> she her voice, she just, she sounds too much like Anna Ferris. So it, while I'm, because we're, we're, of course, we're like old grandmas who like to cross stitch while we watch movies and do other needlepoint crafts. So if I like look away and she starts speaking, I, oh my God, what is the cat doing? I, uh, kind of t- takes a second to realize like, no, I'm not watching scary movie four. Watching a different <laughs> movie. And then second, just the way they, th- that all the doctors and stuff talk to her is just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were watching gaslight. Yeah. So. No, it definitely fits <laughs> into that trend of people disbelieve the woman who shows up saying things are bad or evil or watch out they just disbelieve her discard her and they're all dying because of it yep is that all you wanted to say about (laughs) yeah i can't really say much else without spoiling it uh i i recommend this one it's a or at least for a long time it was one of the lesser seen of the video nasties lesser known Mm -hmm. uh like like i mentioned last time it got a release from arrow video not too long ago and so Maybe some people have seen it because of that. Okay. Um, I remember I... It wasn't too hard to find, but I did have to sort of search for it mm. back when I got a DVD of it way back. Got it. Uh, first time I was going through the video nasties. Once right. I had done the requisite, like, Evil Dead and Cannibal Holocaust and all of those ones. Go once you get to the... Obscure. When, less, maybe lesser known. Yeah, when you hit the B-sides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is, like, the best track on the B-side of, this, of the video nasties. I believe it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. So moving on to today's topic. Moving on to today's topic. So, um, how are you feeling? Ugh. <laughs> Um, as you know, my, my neck like locked up on Saturday morning before I went to work. So I've just been in like chronic pain for the last three days. It's not a good feeling, is it? It sucks. Sorry that you're feeling this way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's too bad that you don't feel lying better. (laughs) (laughs) That took way too long. It did. I took feeling the first time. Yeah. But then I saw the look on your face, I'm like, okay, you said something else. <laughs> I might have said something else. Maybe. So how's everyone out there feline today? 
Yeah, she's giving me a look that I deserve. Yeah, but have one of those radio things that goes, oh yeah, or something <laughs> at the end of that. Um, you could have guessed from that really terrible intro, that that bad dad pun intro. Um, talking about cats. Of course, you probably already guessed that from the title of this episode. And the intro track. We're talking cats. Um, specifically, I guess, uh, going off of the ones we watched, hordes of cats. Yeah. There were a yeah, lot of sequences yeah. of just hordes of cats. There, I guess there was, there was one that was like just one cat, the uninvited. Oh, that's true, that's but true. Most, mostly lots of cats. Most of what we watched was piles of cats. Um, and uh, I feel like this is a very relevant topic for us here at Queer Horror Cult because of the whole, uh, you know, cat lesbians sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And by that we don't mean like sentient cat people who also les out. out. And we're not talking about pet cats that les out. We're talking about lesbians that collect and own and love and define themselves by their cats, which is a pretty large contingent. Seems that way, at least. And, uh, you know, it's a nice uh, entryway into a spinster, spinsterdom, too, mm-hmm. which, given that we're sitting here, as you mentioned, got the cross-stitch out, got the, uh, <laughs> uh, just sitting on our asses, uh, all cozied up under scarves watching these movies. Um, well, shit, it's winter in Canada. You kind of have to be cozied up. Mm. Um, so, felt like a natural topic there, for us yeah. to uh, <laughs> pursue. And if there's one thing you know about our personal lives from this podcast so far, it's probably that we have cats because of how constantly they interrupt us and annoy us. And I'll just say that for the few times that shows up, that's just the tip of the iceberg because <laughs> yeah, I, so I spend out. a lot of time. I edit a good five to ten minutes per episode of us trying to stop the cats from their bullshit. So <laughs> starting from now, I might not do that for the rest of this episode. I think they went upstairs, right? Like, oh, of course they did. Oh, we're, right? doing, we're doing an episode about you guys and you leave. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Um... So cats, your experience with cats, you uh, haven't always been a cat fan, have you? I haven't, and I, th- I thought that was because for the longest time, cats weren't a fan of me. Mm. So it was like a mutual feeling thing. Because I, I had one friend growing up that I, we did sleepovers at each other's places all the time. And she had a couple of cats, and they liked me, and I liked them, and it was, it was great. But then any other cats that I met, they didn't seem to like me. Right. So I thought that my friend's cats were sort of more the exception rather than the the rule of how cats behave and uh, treat me. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, I was like, oh, cats are dicks. I mean, and they, they, they kind of like, are. But... They, oh, they are, yes. But I've become more accustomed to liking that about them. Yeah. <laughs> and appreciating it. Yeah. Because uh, I thought you were a bit... It was a bit out of... Uh... Because I had a cat mm-hmm. when we uh, started uh, seeing each other and hanging out and all that stuff, and the, the cat tolerated you. She did. Um, that <laughs> was kind of her. Kind of the relationship you had. I mean, by the time I met you, she would have already been fourteen or mm-hmm. something like that. Pretty old for a cat, and she yeah. just got older and crankier. Yep. <laughs> and um, she eventually passed away, and for a couple of years, no cats. And then it was you who suggested we get more cats, and you kind of kept. I want cats. You kept 
hinting. You got like the weird nesting fever for cats. Yeah. <laughs> you got hinting at it, showing me like, look at these adoptable kitties on this uh, we thing. We should adopt them. And uh, it's funny that I have to describe this as you wearing me down to get them because yeah. I'm so happy we did. But mm-hmm. I was in that sort of no more pets. I mm-hmm. like not having that responsibility, even though cats are like the least responsibility yeah. you can need <laughs> for a pet. No kidding. Well, yeah, especially I'm dog sitting right now. And I mean, my family has a dog, but. I don't know, my mom has usually taken taken on most of the, the dog stuff. The dog stuff, especially when we we were in school and everything, so and she's a much littler dog, so she's not as high energy as the one but bigger yeah, ones I'm looking after you're now. You're watching two big dogs that gotta be walked every single day. Um yep. and have like three to four big poops each every uh, single day. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, wow. This is kinda nuts. Yeah, one of them all there was some idiot walking your dog off leash in the neighborhood, and my the dog that I was walking almost like fucking dislocated my wrist trying to lunge at it. It was Ugh. really cute. <sighs> and this is in this is this was just in the neighborhood. This wasn't like an off leash park or anything. No, no, it was just here in, here in in the suburbs. Yeah, I see I see suburbs with unshoveled s- sidewalks. Yeah, it's been snow in the snow last the couple of days. Yeah, and, yeah. That sounds fun. Oh yeah. Because if a cat dislocates your wrist, it's probably because it, like, stood in front of you on purpose at the top of the stairs in the night or something. It's just like, I'm taking this asshole Somehow out. managed to, like, trip you so you land on your wrist. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it not happen. 80 pounds of big, friendly, unaware of how heavy and strong he is dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yet friendly still snuck in there. Oh, he's, he's, he's lovely. He's a, he's a total oaf, but he, he has no concept of how strong he is. Mm. So he'll like try to jump on like even like we were at the neighbors and he'll even try to jump on kids and the kids are kind of and we're like he's friendly he's not gonna hurt you he just doesn't know how strong he is yeah as you know about me I'm not crazy about dogs that get all excitable and up mm-hmm. at you um, so there's always that sort of like oh hey buddy yep arm's length that's a great way for us to coexist mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so we did adopt two cats, and we started them on horror movies early, as um, I believe we posted it to our Instagram Right, with a while yeah, ago. picture of Safi as a kitten watching yeah. Evil Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. One of the first things we watched after getting them was the first Evil Dead movie. And when we put it on, Safo was this tiny, tiny kitty who didn't know what TVs were, uh... Just stared, just clued. Just yourself right in front you know, of for, it. You know, just... for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then Evil Dead 2 even longer. And then by Army of Darkness, she watched it for like a good 15 minutes. Yeah. Just glued to the screen. So <laughs> she doesn't really watch horror movies with us. Well, she watches them with us, but she's not like from, watching. From, from her laps. Yeah, yeah she where, doesn't seem as, as uh, engrossed by the TV itself now. Whereas she would sit there and stare at the TV. So we, we've uh, started raising her well, at least. <laughs> yeah. But those are just regular boring old cat things we're talking about cats that like to uh maul the shit out of people and, and cause all kinds of havoc but i mean more than they normally do we mean in a mm-hmm. horror movie sense yeah so it's extra extra tormenting so we watched a handful of movies here uh i guess should we uh maybe start going through them in order sure okay because um, i do have some larger themes i'd like to talk about throughout them but i'm i mean i guess maybe Start do a quick recap. Of the yeah, recap and an overview the... of what we watched. Okay. Uh, so the first thing we watched was the Uninvited, nineteen eighty-eight. Rewatched. Rewatched. You say with much scorn in your voice. Yeah, I was. Oh well, yeah, rewatching it. I think I said at one point, like I, I can't believe I've seen this movie twice. 
in like the same decade. Yeah. It seems like one that you see and you're like, okay, I've seen it. And then maybe, maybe like 10 years later, you, you wouldn't remember, you remember it's like not very good, but that it's funny. And yeah. so you maybe revisit it. Which is funny because this is probably <laughs> my third watch, I guess, yeah. of this one <laughs> in the last decade. And, um, this is one of those movies that is just pure cheese through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of those ones that I think is like notorious. Yeah. For how bad it is. Can I say there, that? There like, is some ineptitude behind yeah. certain aspects of it. Like the sound design. Oh Let's talk God. about the sound design on this movie. <laughs> that alone um, is like. Okay. Ooh. So whoever did the sound or directed the sound person or whatever, whoever was in charge of making what we hear Happen. heard, um, what the fuck? Have you ever seen a cat in real life? Because or heard a cat. Or... The meows are constant. It's often the same meow, like meow, 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 meow. meow. And they just go rapid fire at times. And, and it's one cat. It's one cat, and, and its it voices will... are overlapping. Like like that's like it'll often possession cut shit. to the cat, and the cat's not moving. Like you can see the cat's face. The cat is not meowing, and you still hear the meow, 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 meow. meow, meow. And it's uh, it is a wild experience. But I think my favorite moment for bad sound design in this one is uh, there's a scene where a truck goes over the hill and crashes, <laughs> and you hear the smashing sound of the truck rolling over and over. Like, they had the money and the effort and the stunt team and all that to crash and flip a truck. Yet, when it came to sound design, they decided, we're going to break one ceramic plate, yeah, they and we're just going to d- loop it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like smashing. a dish breaking. It does. It sm- sounds like someone smashing But dishes. they use the same one over and over again to a point where it's just like... It's like someone with a soundboard just spamming the same button. hilarious is what it is but um this movie its plot concerns a cat that escapes from a lab after experiments that make it poisonous so it's a poisonous (laughs) cat that also pukes out a smaller cat demon cat that comes out of its insides like it comes out of its mouth unhinges and this little brown demon cat it looks like a hairless cat but also a snake yeah, and that, it, that's like, like dark brown. Crawls out of its mouth and bites people. It bites people, like, and then they 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 get a blood disease that causes their blood cells to like Rapidly overload. Multiply. Yeah, so that <laughs> these people they just have these pulsating veins that explode and shoot blood everywhere, and and that's if they don't bleed out right away. Yeah, getting bit in a critical area. Wild, and then of course <laughs> they decide that wasn't wild enough, so the entire thing takes place on a small cruise ship, little fucking little like yacht someone's like luxury is- yacht. And yeah, they're on so, their some, way to the some, Cayman like, Wall, Islands. Yeah, some Wall Street, like, criminal who, yeah, he's headed to the Cayman Islands to try and... 
embezzle something. Yeah, exactly. And just like hide and or get his money. And And he brings the teens on board because he wants to party down like some horny old dog. But also wants like an alibi. Yeah. And then one of them brings a cat that they just found. They found the cat. It's like, wow, here's a random cat while we're on vacation. Cats are so nice. Picks it up. And then they're like, you can't bring the cat on here. It's like, but I love this cat. It's coming with us. And they're like, okay, fine. Bring the cat. So this, that's just the setup. That's the wild setup. Yeah. Um, and it kind of follows fairly predictably from there, you know, body count kind of movie, Mm -hmm. um, requisite sex scenes, requisite nudity, requisite, whatever, every, like, I feel like you could chart this movie down, like grass it out and just be like, oh, it's been this many minutes time for someone to die. Um, yeah, there's like a a Vladimir prop type, um, He's the guy who, who mapped out the however many characteristics of a, of a fairy tale or, right. fo- or folk tale. And he has like 30 some characteristics and it's been since um, reduced into something called prop R, which has like five or six okay. key steps. So if someone has that for like shitty horror movies, then a prop R for shitty horror for I Well, we movies, might have to try and develop our We might our have own. to. Well, anyway, this would follow it to a T. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the first movie. We watched. Uh, we followed that up with Night of a Thousand Cats, or right. as my DVD case says, Night of a One Thousand Cats. Number one of a uh, the number one thousand cats. So Night of a One Thousand Cats. This was, uh, I think, the best capsule review I can give of it is it's grim when your sixty-three minute movie starts to like drag. Yeah, it was, like, the shortest, I think, we've, uh, you know, save for, um... TV episodes. Yeah, TV episodes, exactly. It's the shortest that we've seen that could be considered a feature. Yeah. And, yes, exactly, like, it's, like, whatever was gonna happen happened in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And then they just kept repeating it. Well, uh, one of the rumors is that this is just what survives of the movie, and Um, there's a longer cut that no one's been able to find. And then you gotta wonder, like, maybe there is more of an actual movie and not just more of the same thing over and over again. Who knows? But it's one of those things where, like like you said, like, it has, it sets up this premise. It's an interesting premise, that's for sure. Uh Uh, At least very, you know, B-movie exploitation. Totally, which is Um, great. But then it just kind of does it again and again and then the movie just sort without of any character ends. development or any really like investment in anything going on yeah yeah um but the premise is we've got hugo stiglitz playing this dude named hugo who's this rich millionaire who just flies around pissing people off in his helicopter like yeah. he just flies around like la swoops or <laughs> down to their like pools and stuff and, and just, just a creates nuisance. a racket yeah. and he does this enough times that eventually some women are impressed and are like i'll get in your helicopter and he takes them to his monastery his abandoned so, monastery that's mm-hmm. been in his family for centuries where he feeds them to his horde of cats yeah after like seducing them he kills them and or has his henchman i guess yeah has his, his henchman uh, I can't sa- his, his name. yeah yeah it's like samurai henchman man yep just like off them preserve the head in a jar and then uh and they, yeah he they feed the meat they feed the meat to the cats and then but then you always see the henchman like cremate the bones cremate but it's a huge like full looking body Sack. bag so it's like yeah what is it, so for a disposal method on? it's like the cats are kind of a very unnecessary step yeah. i mean i i appreciate that he's a good enough cat owner that it's like time to feed these cats yes waste not want not um but this is the first of the bunch that's a horde of cats like mm-hmm. it is just this huge medieval so looking dungeon cats. just full of cats yeah. chock-a-block with cats 
And um, so this guy, his modus operandi's MO is to just bring beautiful women to his monastery to feed them to cats. And keeps their heads as trophies, but but then when the other women see, he's like, oh, don't worry, these are just wax. These are fake. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, this, you, this, is, this guy is extremely normal and uh, no red flags whatsoever. Yeah, so that was a... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a movie that, like I said, I was kind of invested into it at the start. Mm -hmm. I mean, there really isn't any character development, so invested might be a bit of a strong enough word. But you know, I was like, okay, I'm into it, I'm on board. But then I noticed by even shortly after the halfway point of this already short movie, I was just sort of waiting for it to hurry up and keep keep at it rather than just repeating what it's doing. Mm -hmm. So it's um, I had heard it recommended somewhere and. Uh, I think it's one of those things where it's more the premise is great than yeah, the actual. Because, yeah, like, that, that premise sold me instantly. Totally, it's like, yeah, yeah, oh my like, god, okay, millionaire who drives around, flies around. It's just like the most dangerous up. game. He's going to just feed you cats. That instead. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, after two sort of so so clunky ish movies, we did watch a third one that thankfully rescued this episode, in my yes. opinion, at least rescued our watching for it. We watched 1969's Eye of the Cat. Yeah, this one was actually, like, surprisingly enjoyable. Good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, me too. Um, what were you expecting going in? Um, I don't know that I was, because the premise I went in with was people are trying to that there's this old lady who she's dying and she's leaving her her wealth to her cats. <laughs> so you have this idea of this like spinster who yeah. just and um, that people are going to try and like steal the money. So I don't know yeah. if this is going to be like the but cats we, defending their wealth. Yeah, we or... sort of felt that would have been great. <laughs> that's too. kind of what I wouldn't would um, with. We found out. Uh... Like, that's kind of, because that's how I sold it to you, because that mm-hmm. was my understanding. There's more to it than that. There that wasn't wrong, but there's... Um, that's a very sort of surface. There's 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 more depth to it, I guess. It feels very much like a sort of, like, a... Like film noir, almost. Yeah, Agatha Christie mystery plot, you know, yeah. like... Like, everyone has these double intentions. Yeah, and yeah. To kind of swindle the Murder others. plot on top of murder plot. Totally, yeah. And um, you're like, oh, who, which side is everyone actually on? And with everyone going after the inheritance and, like, this weird sort of horde of cats as mm. what makes this one stand out, it... The premise, it sounds like a Tales from the Crypt episode, it but it, it's not, it doesn't have that level of absurdity to it. Yeah, not quite. It plays it, plays it fairly straight, but not in a way that you can't enjoy it like it doesn't it's not, take itself too seriously yeah but it doesn't take itself not like like it doesn't have that it's like, not absurdity. a joke it's not winking at mm-hmm. the camera yeah exactly um but this one oh 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 wealthy wealthy woman in a huge mansion full of cats and, and she- that's what's funny is when usually you expect this like old spinster that's you know she's unlovable she's a mm-hmm. she's this like this uh disgraced woman or yeah, whatever crazy cat she, lady yeah exactly she's not she's a, she's very fashionable she's mm-hmm. very uh, bourgeois. She's mm-hmm. she's not what you would expect of the like you know yeah the old lady with an apartment full of cats who hoards like you know what I mean it's yeah. she, she's not that no archetype. she has a manor house and yeah. she didn't hoard the cats so much as she says that they started showing up and she just kept feeding them and so the cats like hoarded themselves around her and then mm-hmm. she became one with these cats as um oh and of course the big conceit to this movie that they set up right at the start 
is that the dude that they're going to get to go in to try and, like, one of the keystones to the plot to, like, get the money away from the cats is deathly afraid of cats. Yeah, he, he has a phobia. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, he's that sort of, like, um, prodigal son kind of character. Yeah. Well, he's, the, he's the nephew. Uh, nephew, right? Or is he the grandson? Uh, I think he's the nephew. Yeah, I think I think nephew. nephew. Yeah, yeah, and he's he like stole a bunch of her money and like went off and traveled the world, with, hanging out with rich ladies who love to pay him to for their his company. It was kind yeah. of implied and stuff. So um, he's come back into town and someone hatches a plot with him. It's like, well, your aunt absolutely adored you. You should go bring yourself back in her life because she's dying. She'll and then you know pretty much as soon as she changes the will to leave everything to you we're gonna offer yeah like that's the murder plot and then it just gets like complicated it gets and very complicated as it, as it and, goes yeah. like and then there's a, yeah there's the the brother of the ne- of this doted upon nephew who's been he's been caring for, for the, the woman and she hates him yeah and she's not gonna leave him anything so yeah. so but then he's he's really cool about that the whole time he's just like oh whatever and so you're like okay what's it what's his game yeah like, it feels like everyone in this movie has a game of some kind. At and least like, one. <laughs> by the end of it, like some of them do, some of them don't. But it feels like it's just like a bunch of intersecting ploys, and it it's is, it's cool. Yeah. It's uh, fun how it plays out. Yeah, and how they keep um, them balanced. And I don't really want to get into the specifics of yeah, those because I don't want to spoil it. It's uh, Scream Factory put this out oh, this past year, um, yeah, so it's it's, it's easily accessible these days. Cool. Um, one thing I loved about it was it was since it was from uh, the late '60s. It's very mod. It's got this sort of mod style to mm-hmm. it. Like the first time we see the dude when she flips the lights in the bedroom, <laughs> and he's just posing. He's just like laid out, oh my God, and he's got the so most funny. modish haircut ever. That it looks like a fucking wig at first. And baby blue eyes, yeah. listening in the light and the like, hello yeah. baby. Um, oh wow! And there's a part where they're at some kind of club, and it look—you can't tell if it's like a drug den or a swingers club or just like a regular cafe. Like, who the fuck knows? Because it's just so this garish on. style going on everywhere. I think French filmmakers have gone from merry and bad to worse. Isn't it about time you stopped talking about dying and started doing something about it? I told my mother that I was a latent homosexual. She said better latent than never. <laughs> Great bits of dialogue in that club scene, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all over. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun one to watch. I believe the trailer and the case for it just really play up the fact that it's written by the dude who wrote Psycho. Right, And yeah, so yeah. that was clearly a big selling point. Um, I'm glad I didn't pay much heed to that, because mm-hmm. I figured it wouldn't be much like Psycho, and it's not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, they both sort of start with, like, uh, there's some money, and we're going to do a plot around it. Sure. But they take very, very different approaches do to that ever? kind of plot. Yes. Um, and then uh, there was a couple more watches mm-hmm. uh, of stuff that we wanted to discuss in this uh, big jumbled conversation. We watched... And the X-Files episode, I believe, after this. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Season 3, episode 18. It's called Tesos Los Bichos. Uh, Bichos? I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Um, but it's these uh, archaeologists dig up this uh, sacred burial urn thing and yeah, cart it a, off back to Boston. Yeah. And <laughs> To save it because, yeah, they, they, they're rescuing it. They're rescuing yeah, the it's, artifact. It's the, um, I don't know, it's like a thousand-year-old grave. 
it slash relic of um, and the locals don't a, want them to do no, this, the so they have to rescue that, it. From they do, the yeah. They have, to, they have to rescue it from the indigenous tribe that wants it to remain where it is, but also rescue it from is it the Ecuadorian government? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. They they're going to be doing like a pipeline or something, presumably also against the wishes of the indigenous population. Yeah. But yeah, this idea that we need to to rescue these artifacts from the yeah their the, from their where they belong and yeah. the uh, sort of curse. Yeah, but that we, that's just it. Yeah. They, the people that are tr- the indigenous tribes that are trying to get them to stop this are talking about the curse that's on it, and there's yeah. a, a panther god or something like that. That that the curse of the panther god, where it's like if you anger at this, uh, yeah, if you disturb this, this... panther monstrosity, is going to come and get you. Mm-hmm. And, it's good, and for anybody, and it's going to continue until the relic is put back in its proper place and left to yeah. rest. And then, um, as this episode goes, uh, people start getting offed and their bodies are disappearing and it looks like the curse is true and the curse may be true, but the Panther God seems to take on the form of a horde of cats. Just, just normal cats, like your everyday house cats. House cats, stray house cats, yeah. So this was another horde of cats thing (laughs) where it's just like, that one and this one felt like a really weird turn because it it felt like a total 180 where it's like it works with the plot like it's like yeah okay this uh curse maybe it enchanted all of the house cats to to lose it and it's <laughs> killing people but it's just like disappear but there's the just this uh, curse is lifted. bit where it's just like oh we found the bodies and there's cats <laughs> and, then they, and then the police go to investigate after they're like we couldn't find any trace of the cats and it's like that many cats there'd be a lot of shit Oh, like oh, you would, you, there would be tra- oh, there would smell. be traces that would be very easy to find. Yeah, I would not want to be the brother in Eye of the Cat who has to clean up after oh. all those cats. Like how many litter boxes, and oh, that still Jesus. would not fly. No. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we catch it off with one last uh, cat-related horror movie: The Corpse Grinders from 1971. This was. Uh, this one felt like a t- like Tales from the Crypt episode. Yes. Um, basic premise here is a cat food company starts grinding up bodies to use in the cat Human food. Human bodies. Human bodies, yes. And then the cats that eat the cat food gain a, a taste for human flesh and... Start, like, attacking their owners yeah. and random people and shit. Which I'm, I wish they leaned into that side of it more, because mm-hmm. it felt like it was really focused on the dastardly plot of how it, to save money yeah. on it, and they didn't and no go enough like into, attacks. like, I feel that was the movie I wanted to see. Yeah, I think, was, I think uh, right, yeah. Yeah, so what was there was fine and all, but it just kind of felt like this was pushed to the background, so mm-hmm. we could focus on this uh Yeah, it was this, scheme. like, Sweeney Todd for cats. <laughs> Which is funny because I, I think even in um, like the film, I don't know if it's been so long since I've seen a version of the play in person, but I've seen the film a million times because I loved it when it came out. Um, they make note of, because, you know, it's, it's like impoverished London. Right. There's, there's like nothing to eat. Nobody has money. And this idea that all these places that sell meat pies and mm-hmm. stuff to get by, they're having to source alternative cuts of meat and sources of meat and everything and they make reference at one point to um a cafe or a some kind of meat pie place down the street that they're like oh yeah have you noticed the neighborhood cats have gone missing so it's an implying that they ended up in the meat pies of this particular vendor so it's like yeah that that's what this made me think of is like oh it's come full circle now the the people are feeding the cats (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh um 
Sadly, there I wanted more cat carnage in this. Like yeah, I wanted more I mean, cats. It was, like, it was an afterthought, which yeah. sucks because that seems to be like what it was kind of sold on. Is the like I know that's what sold when me. animals attack. Yes, it, get like, a taste for human flesh. Like that premise, just a lot of these movies. I felt like it was premise before execution. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then the one that, in my mind, had the shakiest premise, I have the cat, ended up being executed really well. Totally. <laughs> Whereas all the other ones, like, you know it's going to be a B-movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done a little more. With, well, I don't know. I think, I, I think Uninvited leaned into their that's ridiculous true. plot. That, that's, all, that's on a whole other level of B-movie. Yeah, that was just something <laughs> compared to the others. else. Uh, late 80s. It was 1988, so it had all of that, like extreme overexposing and overlighting the hell out of everything gratuitous nudity gratuitous nudity the bad synth score that makes it sound like a uh early 90s after school special at times (laughs) um it's a trip it is (laughs) okay so that's what we watched on a whole as far Mm. as cats go um so what is it about cats that make them good monsters like the cats are very much cast as monstrous in this, for the most yes. part. Um, in Uninvited, it's a literal monster cat that lives inside another <laughs> cat that's also poisonous. Um, in Night of a Thousand Cats, I guess it's more the owner that is mon- monstrous, but... But he uses the cats for his bidding. There's a monstrosity reveal to the horde of cats when the camera first shows the horde of cats. It's like, dun-dun-dun! Yeah, see, they, like, they're, they're supposed they're, to be scary. They're in the dank dungeon, living down there, just, like, going nuts for human meat, covered in blood from all the people they've supposedly eaten. Um, this very, like, feralness about them. Yeah, and then Corpse Grinders, you get that the cats become monstrous because of the human meat they've consumed. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Exiles episode, the cats are monsters because they've, this, uh, the possession, curse, the yeah. curse. The only one where I'd say the cats aren't decidedly conflated with monstrosity would be I have the cat. Yeah. If anything, they're, they're kind of noble because yeah. they, at, at some points are sort of like defending the old lady. Yeah, that for sure. They've been hoarding themselves around in yeah, the house. Yeah, they're, they're, they're almost like an anti-point to that. They're, yeah, like they're they, foiled to that idea of the cats as monstrous. Yeah, yeah. If anything, they're, I mean, they're getting in the way of the people that are, you know, the more protagonists, I guess, who are trying to uh, fulfill this plot to get the money. But that being said, they're, they have very, uh, they're very loyal. Yes, <laughs> so they are for sure. Their hearts are in the right place. But for the other ones, uh, why are these cats monsters? Like, what about mm. cats? Well, in general, um, not in these movies specifically, but yeah. when you have this idea of, like, cats versus dogs, cat people versus dog people, right. and everything, it's totally socially acceptable to say that you hate cats, but if you say that you don't like dogs, you're like... A social you're pariah. You're like fucking <laughs> Satan yeah. himself. Um... Dogs are man's best friend. Cats are seen generally as more feminine, more being associated with women. This is very much in Western culture. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we know in, historically, like, cats have been venerated in ancient societies and yes. stuff. So, yeah, this is very much speaking in sort of like modern Western. Western yeah. Definitely. Um, I've seen, I remember there was a Tumblr post going around years ago that was like, oh my God, like really eye opening where it pointed out that. Um, yeah, usually you'll see dogs portrayed as more masculine and cats portrayed as more feminine to the point that cats will be sexualized sometimes. 
Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of examples. No, but, but like, my reaction is more just like your face. Yeah, it's like do I, go on, but do, I don't know if I want yeah, you. Yeah, but like, but yeah, there's this like I don't know. You 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 call you call a cute girl kitten, but you wouldn't call her a puppy. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, but that's like, a power move. <laughs> only if it's a lesbian saying it. I know, and that's what. Not if it's like matters. the billionaire from fucking the Uninvited. Yeah, but it was the billionaire <laughs> from House on Haunted Hill remake. Yes, the wife of the billionaire, the, 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 the sugar baby of the billionaire. Yep. I still contend that she is a disaster bisexual who she married her sugar daddy and regrets it, but she's just laying the power moves on women constantly. Yeah. In this essay, I will. <laughs> In a future episode, we'll talk We'll talk a lot about oh. Miss Evelyn. Yeah, we have some episodes planned for um, <laughs> power moves. For the five foot eleven goth queens of our dreams. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but one thing you said in that, uh, leading up to that, <laughs> was about cats being equated with femininity as well. And that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I, I think is definitely at work in some of these movies, where the cat is the monster, but the cat is also the feminine. Well, yeah, I mean, in The Uninvited, the cat is literally brought in by this this unsuspecting woman who... Like, like, oh, what an idiot. Why would you just ex- take in this cat off the street yeah. and say, I'm going to bring it on this isolated boat in the middle of the ocean where they, nobody can help us if something goes wrong. Yeah. And it's a, the women's insistence that mm. brings the cats. Yeah. Because even, even though the billionaire guy, he's like, I hate cats. I don't want any cats Well, that's the other thing. All the men, they're either completely neutral or they don't like cats. Like, mm-hmm. the old crusty dudes that, like, own the, the yacht and are on their way to the Caymans. Um, they hate cats, and they make yeah, it clear that they, they hate the fucking cats, and they don't want the cat around. Whereas the du- the teen or teens, the the young adult men, are they like, will excuse the pussy to get some <laughs> pussy. That's... Yeah, they're like they're like what they're like. This is really stupid that you're bringing this cat, but I mean whatever. Whatever, so whatever, yes, so. <laughs> um, in uh, I have the cat. You have the guy who is literally has a phobia. Of the yeah, cats. like paralyzing. Yeah, phobia. And, like could uh, die of fright. It's a it's an interesting juxtaposition because uh, he's a total womanizer in this mm-hmm. movie. Like our introduction to him is in bed with some woman who we realize is sort of not necessarily a stranger to him, but sort of a stranger to the plot. In that the main woman who comes into the room just like admits, "I've never met this guy. I don't know who you are, but I'm in here anyway." Yes, and... come with me. And then and then the guy he's just like. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a beautiful woman coming in here telling me I have to go with it. Like, I can't say no to that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on now, be reasonable. Like, that's actually his, his uh, mm-hmm. justification for, for hopping out of bed and going like, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, She's taking me away and I can't, I can't, oh, I can't control and this. Isn't it like when they go to fight, like uh, the woman that he's originally with goes to fight the interloper? I think it's what, Carissa, I think is her name or something. Oh, uh, Karina or something. It was Some, something... Something along those lines. Yeah, it was... I remember thinking it was, like, a... I associated the name with something. Mm. I want to say somebody Russian or something. I don't know. Okay, but the the one that he's originally in bed with tries to fight the main woman, and then he says something along the of, like, no cat fights, I don't like cat fights, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then it's revealed that he, he yeah. doesn't like cats either. He doesn't like cats either, but just the um, equation of the female violence... And uh, aggression with cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the woman hoarding the cat is sort of this wealthy, powerful woman who she's physically ailing. Like, she's got uh, is, uh, most is of her... Is like, 
Yeah, something like uh, like two thirds of her lung tissue are yeah. gone. The, do- the doctor keeps saying, so she's she's not long for this world. Yeah, and um, Cassia. Cassia. That's we added way too many vowel or uh, yeah. syllables to that. Karina. 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 Californians. Cassia. Cassia. Yeah, it yeah. sounds kind of like Kasha, which is a usually a nickname for Katarzyna. Okay. I don't. Think, I don't think I'm. Uh, Anyway. What? You're I'm... telling me that your Russian isn't flawless? No, actually, that's, I mean, it's more of like a Polish name, but... Oh. <laughs> All the girls I've met with that name are Polish. Anyway, okay, gotcha. moving anyway, on. We have our Cassio, um, we have we our have Wiley, the... we have our Aunt Danny. Aunt Danny, and she has all these cats, and she also has all this wealth and all this supposed power. Like she's able to just order Luke, the brother around, even though they have this open despisement of one another. And she, yeah, she can, uh, yeah, she, she seems to be able to make people bend to her will yeah. quite easy without much effort. Like the, the lawyer, when she wants to change the will, she expects him to drop everything and show up because this is why I keep you on retainer. And it just takes a phone call for her to like blow him into yeah. dropping everything and showing up. It's like, okay, fine. We'll do this for you because you're you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she, she's an interesting character. It's, it's never established, really, how she got her wealth visit, or even if she had, like, a husband or anything. She's, I don't believe it's so. It's almost like she's, like, this wealthy widow, but there's no mention of the, like, the husband or the yeah, being a widow. Yeah, it's presumed... I guess, like, yeah, maybe her, I got those vibes, too, but... Yeah, she, she, she very much takes on that sort of, that sort of, like, that, yeah, that wealthy widow whose husband died under mysterious circumstances. She yeah. takes on that kind of vibe, but Has it's never explicitly... It. So, yeah, that's interesting. And the cats act as a guardian to her wealth. Like, she keeps the mm-hmm. will in her room, along with, like, the keys to the safe and all that kind of stuff. They're with her, and when we first see the room, it is just filled with cats. Yeah. And this doesn't go well for Wiley, who... Who is who, unaware that the cats are going to be in the house. He is the mod dude who is deathly afraid of cats, just uh, now that we know his name, or yes. remember his name. <laughs> um, so you have this as uh, the cats are just this, this fucking force field yeah. <laughs> thing for the money. And... Um, because... Um, so Aunt Danny was... Aunt Danny... The, like the cats, she said she's gonna change the will. Um, yeah, she said and, you, she, she, the only reason I left with the cats was wasn't because of Wiley's absence and this void that yeah. it left in her life. She needed yeah. somebody to leave her fortune to and someone to fill this void and that was left by her that. beloved nephew. But Wiley says that one of the stipulations she has to get rid of the cats because of his fear he won't return to the house unless she gets rid of them. So of course she makes Luke round up the cats and drive off with them and like he's got it's hilarious he's got this old ass looking car just chock full of cats um (laughs) just driving off the property but it's like they're always an obstacle for the men Mm -hmm. and almost like a conveyance for the women or a non-issue like as we see with cassia right um and then of course being that the movie is called eye of the cat and as a thriller they do come to prevent to present a bigger piece of the puzzle and the how the movie plays out. I don't want to go into that part so much because I do recommend watching this. And uh, mm-hmm. I know not knowing certain things. I, I appreciated not knowing that about mm-hmm. the movie going going yeah. into it. Me too. Um, but we kind of have a different story with uh, Night of a Thousand Cats where the cat owner is this weird playboy millionaire dude. He's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> w- w- what do you make of that? Like, it kind of destroys the whole idea of the feminine. All cats are girls and all dogs are boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I, I think 
it makes sense, I guess, if you look at him as this kind of, like, womanizer than, who, like, collects women, then, of course, he collects cats, too. Oh, yeah. It's, like, a natural extension of that, if you go by yeah. the weird, like... It's like the cats are his harem. His yeah, 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 harem. totally. And they're also part of what helps him get away with his plot, just in getting rid of the bodies. Yeah. Because um, he weaponizes the cats... He does. ...to attack women, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to devour them. And help disappear them. Yeah. There's not tons to say about this movie, is there, there? No, it's just because, like, like, like we said, it's just, it's so repetitive and it feels like there's something missing or just not put into it, or... So if, yeah, I guess if you look at the cat as, like, a, the cat is, like, like you said, like, his harem. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay. But I guess it is one of those things that I'd be interested if any of those companies doing restorations someday unearths the rest of this movie mm-hmm. if there is more it'd be interesting to see what was missing because is it yeah. going to be just more of the same and right. then it's just an even longer slog kind of thing or because it really kind of felt like they set this premise up and they started and then the movie just kind of happened and mm-hmm. then just finished they kind of shit the bed with like it. like it really felt like something was missing as you put it yeah. and so it'd be interesting to see if that's something was missing and if that would ever turn up mm-hmm. you know but uh, this movie does have a bit of a cult following. I know that much. Hmm. Uh, it didn't quite c- click with me, I don't think. Um, yeah, me either. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe other people... Uh, maybe don't go in with as high hopes. If you decide to watch this, don't go in with the high hopes I had off of the premise alone. Because yeah. the premise was gangbusters. And then totally. this is what we got out of it. But I guess uh, femininity and the corpse grinders... Because uh, we get these two unscrupulous dudes that run the business together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, the movie really focuses on that to the point where it feels like there's not a lot of room to investigate notions of femininity and all that kind of stuff. Yet the few animals we attacks we see involve women. Like, there's the uh, older lady who is ravaged by her cats that she's feeding the cat food. Right. And then we also get that scene where that woman is just, oh, I got home from work, time to pour myself a Budweiser in a glass and sit around in my underwear. Yeah, lounge on my couch watching the television in my underwear. Yeah. As most women do. Yeah, very posed and all that. Just funny, because like this is so fake. Like, the first thing most women will tell you they do if they wear bras is they take off the bra. They don't don't get down to their skivvies. It's like, no, take off my bra. Oh, thank God I've still got the bra bra. on. Yeah. Anyway, that that was the that was the most unrealistic part of this movie for me personally. Everything else you you were into and you bought, but that was the thing that killed it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so the animal attacks just like a lot of these sort of exploitation movies, there's, uh, especially with the woman in the underwear lounging on the on the couch, like in, not, underwear's not the right word, it's lingerie, it straight is. up. Like she's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not functional, it's it's aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is probably the biggest visual moment of sexuality mm-hmm. as usually conveyed in these movies. Yeah. And it's lined up with this cat attack right. kind of thing. And so the cats are functioning in the same way as most of the violent scenes the in these sort of exploitation the, movies do, where yeah. here's the beautiful woman scantily clad in distress. Like, she doesn't know the danger's coming, and then when she clues in, it's like, oh no, it's help me. Um, we can help her, so let's watch her be destroyed. Yeah, so it kind of fits into that sort of narrative, but it's, uh, cats killing her. <laughs> 
Or a cat. A cat. I guess I could have, I would have loved this to go into the, uh, all the cats that have been eating the food. Just, okay, remake. <laughs> sure. We're going to remake this I was going to say, this, yeah, there's, there's so much to do with it. We're going to remake like, this movie where the cats in the town, because it becomes the popular cat food, uh, start eating all of the cat food and they get all deranged and they start attacking their owners. They, and they make a gang. The big climax is they just send on the cat food factory. Just yes. hordes of cats because they just like, that's the source. They're They've so eaten their owners and it's just like, this food is great and we're addicted to it. Let's go to the factory. They sniff it out. And then it's just like a big, like, they're on the roof. See, the only problem is now that I'm setting this up, it means that I'm going to have to do a movie where people are fighting cats. And that's a movie, if I was making it, it'd be like, they just lose. No, we're on the cat side. The cats just eat them all. (laughs) But I mean, if you make them scummy enough, then that could be the ending. Some scummy cats. (laughs) Pull like a Day of the Dead ending where it's just like, everyone's a scumbag and then the zombies get into the base and then you just watch all the mayhem and carnage that ensues. Do that, but with the cats in the pet food factory. Yeah. And so... Episode probably won't be this long at this point because stuff gets chopped and all that, but mm-hmm. we're at 53 minutes in recording, and I just now remembered that we forgot a movie. We watched Sleepwalkers from 1990. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that to Cats. Yeah. Whoops. That was Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was... What the fuck was with all the incest? Yeah, that was... Like, that felt like bridging... Or if it's in chill episode. Yes. To yes. This one. I feel like that. I feel like this. It would have almost done better as an Oedipus and chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah, because yeah. I, I yeah I remember I was like the the first time you see them making out and she's like should I be jealous we're like isn't that his mom but she looks like old she looks young enough to like be his sister yeah but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be his mom that maybe is... I'm wrong and then they establish that he's like nope that's his mom that is grim though where where the the struggle is is that his mom he's fucking or his sister he's fucking <laughs> well like, no and more so just the casting is like oh yeah, yeah she's his mom but women. You know how you, you need like twenty year olds to play forty year olds. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, it's just like it's grim that it's like it's got to be one of the two. She can't just be like unrelated. Right. Well, I didn't think he had a sister so much as as just like is she his mom? Yeah. Or his companion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, this movie was goofy as hell. Yes. It. W- also felt like a Tales of the Crypt episode in it movie did. form. Did. But oh my god, this had the greatest cat. It did, in the history yeah. of cats, the Clovis. Clovis, yeah. The the we have the fucking cop, the the ranger dude who's just driving around, and he has his buddy Clovis, who he calls the motherfucker all the time and stuff and like that. And Clovis, what what is his what is his his collar says attack cat on it? I yeah, think. yeah. On Clovis his... attack cat. This collar that's the size of the cat's face. Yeah. Um, this cat rules like this yeah. cat owns bones like when people are in trouble the cat just shows up and helps save the day by mauling the shit out of people <laughs> well people out of people. sleepwalkers out of sleepwalkers yeah no clovis is the hero that we we need desperately yes um i think the reason that this one fell out of my radar a little bit is because we watched a bunch of these movies and it was kind of hard to get a co like we thought cat attack movies cool that'll be a topic where we can get a nice coherent <laughs> thing out of it. and then Boy, were the we movies wrong? were so scattershot they were and so and a lot of it's like what cat attacks yeah so ultimately this uh topic is like a, a eulogy to our disappointment at there not being yeah more just that they're like bait and really switch of good like cat attack movies so clearly we should we should have just watched roar 
Yeah, we should just watch Roar. <laughs> well, we'll do a big cat one, and that'll be easier, because well, you just watch yes. Roar, and you watch Wild Beasts, and right. you're good. Okay. Until then. Yeah. Um, I guess one other thing to talk about how queer stuff is, is I mentioned lesbian cats, cat mm-hmm. lesbians. Um, queer women and their love of cats, and it's one of those things that's been studied. I know that one of my favorite websites, Autostraddle, did a survey, like a large reader survey, and the results from, at least, you know, there is the pool of the survey takers, so yeah, skewed results and all that, but compared to the general public, uh, women who identify as some stripe of LGBTQ, uh, all... They have cats in greater numbers, greater per capita <laughs> to the general population right. by a good clip. Like, I want to say that, at least from the survey results, in Canada, about 30% of homes in the general population have cats. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, for queer identifying women or women, LGBT, gay, bisexual... Women who love other women. women uh, it's like closer to 50%. Okay. Um, and... Everywhere, it's always dogs out do cats, except right. when it comes to LGBTQ women, it's ah. the other way. Um, so there is something there. <laughs> and I like to think of it as these little shit disturber cats are the disrupting force towards heterosexuality. Oh, hell yeah. Now, this is such a, a <laughs> divergence and such a stretch, but hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Oh, I'm so, uninvited, you got this boat. These people show up and... For heterosexual shenanigans. Yeah, because these, these, like, they surfer all, they're dudes... They're all going with you. They're, they're going to get laid. Okay, so, so, so these surfer dudes, they show up and they meet these women on the beach. Or, no, not on the beach, on the boardwalk, because that's where the classy that's broads the classy hang broads out. are. Um, they meet these women and they all hook up being like, hey, we're going to fuck each other. Sweet. And then one of them gets a cat. And it's like, what are you doing with that cat? And it's like, I love this cat. And she brings it to the party boat where these rich billionaire dudes are just like, oh, we don't need the distractions, but king shit of Boat Mountain is just like, fuck yeah, I want to party down with these chicks. Oh, there's a cat. Fine, bring the cat. I hate cats, but okay. But okay, if if it means that I get to like get knee deep in this shit, sure. And then what happens? The you cat just—you just get balls deep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the cats just kill the fuck out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like the cats, mostly any, the men. There's so many bone down scenes, or like scenes uh, like heterosexual discourse. Like there's the scene where the guy's like, "Oh my arm, I got shot in the arm, my hands all numb," and that sucks. And the woman's like comforting him. It's like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm here to comfort you. Let's check out your hand." Pulls her back, and his hand's just getting eaten by the cat. Oh, that was so. Funny. And it's just yeah, like they're gonna turn into some weird sex thing, and then it's like ah. Like, there's so many scenes of people dancing or partying, and then some cat rocks up and poisons someone. Or even that one someone. point where the cat interrupts, like, what was go- presumably going to become a sexual assault. And you're just like, man, the cat's an ally. Cat is a defender. Yeah, that cat is a staunch feminist. Cat runs by, close up on its tag, it says Miss 45 on the tag. Yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> and then, so, all the gross dudes in this one, because the old crusty dudes are pretty gross. They are. Um, they get offed by the cat. And then a lot of the other dudes that, like, they're indifferent towards the cat, they still get off because it's like, hey, I'm going to try and get me some of that. And it's sort of the slasher movie, um, final girl with her virginal purity kind of thing. It's almost like the cats are just like, you going to try and fuck with that? I don't think so. And just, yeah. like, off these dudes. So it's like... The cats have to defend the women's purity. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, really gross to it that way. But at the yeah. same time, it's just like, cat takes one look at heterosexuality. He's like, I don't no, think so. No, I don't think so. Not in this, not in this boat. Um, and then in Night of a Thousand Cats, it's just like, 
this dude, this gross, aggressive dude, he, like, can't even function heterosexually correctly. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna go around in my helicopter, pick up these ladies, <laughs> bring them back to my place, to and then I'm gonna kill them? Question mark? And it's just like, so there's this I horde of cats that he has to use to dispose of, like, his heterosexual his leavings. Yeah, he just, like, feeds them to the hordes of cats. Yeah, that dude's fucking weird. I've said that already, but it's true. He is fucking weird. Yeah. And then in Eye of the Cat, it's like this very sex-tangled mystery web kind of thing. Yeah, and so yeah you have this this, this uh, femme fatale Cassia, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, his, the uh, Wily attempts to sort of, I guess, work with her, get foiled by cats on more than one occasion. Yeah, constantly. He's just, like, fucking terrified of the cats, and they always crop up right at that moment where whenever he's going to do anything to better himself financially, romantically, like anything, it's just like, and there's a cat. Like, isn't it that he's uh, getting the makeover in the spa at the beginning? He's like coming on to her and then all of a sudden a fucking cat pops yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, oh, yeah, what do we say? The cat looked like its name would be Ben. It's just we we big, called him Big Ben because he's a big fluffy guy, big doofy cat. Yeah, but he's big ben. He, but he he shows up again later after you think he's dead, and he he's defending our our aunt, sweet aunt Danny. Sweet so, aunt Danny. Yeah, he's he's Big Ben. He's very good. Very wholesome Ben. Uh, but the cats at this one constantly foil any sort of sense of heterosexuality. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to like take my our, our our mistress's money and then like use it to like do your weird mod conquests and stuff. I don't think so. We're going to get in the way of that shit. And the plots keep getting convoluted. Like, there's, like, this weird blackmail triangle and love triangle and backstabbing triangle. Like, all these intersecting triangles. incestuous moments. Yeah, like, like... all over the place. And they always get undone by cats. (laughs) There's always cats cropping up the fuck with it. Got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you. Damn cats. Damn cats. And then the Corpse Grinders, we kind of, like, talked about how any of the moments of that sort of, like, there's very few in this movie, actually, but any of the mm-hmm. moments of the, like, typical sort of sexualization and fantasy that you get in exploitation movies, foiled by cats, yet again. With the exception of, I guess, those two, like, sort of protagonists, the doctor and his nurse, and what, mm. was their cat's name Young Son or some shit? <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that when you were taking a swig of your beer. But, yeah, they keep calling it, there's like, oh, oh, young son. Young son. Young son. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I, I realize saying that out loud now without the context of seeing it written out, I guess that could sound like perhaps a, a name that's not English, but the but subtitle is like, Y-O-U-N-G-S-O-N. Like, S-O-N. like, our young son here. <laughs> so it? It's going to drive me crazy. I need to look this up, find yeah. out what his name was. Um, I thought it, I thought that's it was, it was like but even then um, or baby son or like oh I think that might have been it but even son. okay even yeah, then uh, there is a point where a cat attacks him when they're about to like make out or something like that right. like the cat still okay jumps up to fuck with it forgot about okay yeah. I, of course, looked this up on IMDb, just assuming the cat would be credited. <laughs> well, it's credited at the end, I'm pretty sure. Do cats have IMDb pages? <laughs> Not according to this. Okay, maybe, maybe baby, baby son. son, yeah. I remember it was two distinct words, and that yes. was the name of yeah, the cat. Baby son. Yeah, Um And then, of course, since we mentioned it, Sleepwalkers is like, you got this weird incest thing going on in the house, and the entire conflict is 
for them is they're being surrounded by more and more cats. And anytime they're trying to make out or get down, they look out the window and there's fucking cats. And there's they're like, more cats oh, there's cats yeah. everywhere. So, like, cats are just like, okay, we had our, like, little beef with heterosexuality. We're going to put that aside and just focus on this weird incest thing that's going on. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to fuck with the, the because, like, sleepwalkers. This is a thing that we just cannot abide. Which is funny because they say this. They say at the beginning in the, in the folk in the. Or it's not folklore. They they cite some encyclopedia of whatever. They say that sleepwalkers are human and feline in origin. Yet they seem to have a blood feud with all cats. Yeah, I did find that funny because when the, it's sort of like a werewolf movie esque thing. Yeah. But when they transform, they look like. They look like cat werewolves. They look like if they a werewolf they look like, came They from look a like cat. if the vampires from Buffy are cat werewolves. They have that same like face, like with the like if the If the vampires forehead. from Buffy were cosplaying as cat people. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Yeah. 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 It looks so. like if a vampire from Buffy was actually one of those weird hairless cats. <laughs> so I would seeing that the way that set up the movie, I thought they were going to be like in cahoots with the cats or something, but instead yeah. it was prevented, presented as this, like, blood feud Well, it's like, the cats could sense them. The cats were the yeah, only things that could see like their suit form and didn't like them, but, yeah, it very much plays out like a blood feud, where it's, like, more and more cats. They're hoarding their way here, and then, we like... Need, they need to leave us alone, because if, if they get too close, they reveal what we are, and... And, like, the big climax was just cats piling into their house and to fight fucking them. <laughs> it was a, it was in this a case, movie. the cats were the good guys. The yeah. horde of cats were good. Yeah, we love They sensed the, the evil, they they hoarded around the evil and then eventually they dispose or the yeah they they dispatch the evil yeah oh lord so if you can tell um I like cats cats yeah. are cool I see one cat right there hi cat but oh my goodness uh if anyone out there knows some cool cat horror movies that we've missed let us know I guess we do recommendations first because yeah we'll do our recommendations <laughs> of course but. Uh, get on Twitter. Let us know some that we missed. I know that I missed one called Strays that I've been unable to track down mm. as of yet. Okay. Uh, I've been looking for it. I haven't been able to find a copy, but if there's anything else beyond that... And then there's, like, um, endless versions and reiterations of, like, the Black Cat. Yeah, there's tons of the Black Cat. Yeah. We've got, um, Cat People, of course, oh, which yes. we're going to talk about in a different episode. Right. But I'm talking, like, let's just get some house cats, mall and people. Yeah, yeah big cats... Diff- we'll do that another day. If we're talking yeah. just like yeah, like house cats, your your average feline friend. Yeah. That you might see as a stray somewhere or domesticated. Yeah, little feral boys. Yeah. yeah. I saw lots of feral cats when I was living in Italy. <laughs> oh god, I love I love the cats in Italy. It's just They're, yeah, they take such good care of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I I remember if I fall I was up. On top of the hill, because I lived in a hillside town, a medieval hillside town, where you literally have to walk uphill both ways to go to class. <laughs> it really felt that way, didn't it? Did, it? Yeah, yeah, and this, you, if you take the walk or drive, I learned after the fact, but I didn't drive there, um, all the way up to the church at the very top. I saw some cats, and I, so I followed them out sort of just outside of the town and into this little area in the this little wooded area, sort of on the way there to the um, cemetery, I think. And... Yeah, I found, I found this 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 uh, group of, of feral cats, and they they were gorgeous. Like they all had these like amber honey colored eyes, and I, I should just post photos of them. They're lovely, oh, yeah. but they they wanted nothing to do with me. They, like I have photos, and I, I of where I just 
see try to get a few and then I'd look at them after and be like oh there's a cat there and there there's another one there and they're all looking at me like stay away yeah <laughs> but where they were gathered it looked like someone had left food for them and everything, yeah I noticed so. a lot of the time we'd be walking in trails and just public areas or whatever and you'd see food dishes that mm-hmm. had been left out where they, they just feed the cats yeah. that live around in the bush totally it's kind of cool Recommendations. Recommendations. You go for yeah. it. What are you recommending? I recommend. I've talked about this one on here briefly before. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, I am excited to rewatch this. Yeah, I, see, I think you've only once. seen it the one time. I've seen it once, and I had no recollection that there were cats in this. Well, there so. are cats in there. You want to talk about hordes of cats? <laughs> I'm excited. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Lots of uh, cats deep in the deep south, Louisiana, on the bayou. And Some on an shit. island of zombies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun one. I know you said you, you have it coming in the mail. So I do now. I can only find my VHS copy of it. I couldn't find our DVD. Yeah. So, and that's okay. And fortunately, Scooby-Doo cartoon DVDs are not They're expensive. Like five bucks on Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe seven once you factor in the shipping and tax and whatever. Anyway, we have that on the way. We can Because re- it was on Netflix for the longest time, so I just kind of took for that's granted how we that it would still it. Yeah. be there, but it's not there anymore. This is so Scooby-Doo rude. meets Kisses, though, so I guess, you know, there's a bit of a trade I guess there. one of them's a kitty. One of them has, like, mm. the cat whisker makeup, so maybe we Shit, should watch Scooby-Doo point. and Kiss, and that'll maybe be our should. cat movie. <laughs> well, I'm changing my recommendation. We're watching Scooby-Doo and Kiss. <laughs> no. The kiss cat. No, did you want to say anything else about Zombie Island? Or? Um... Well, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give anything away if I talk any more about cats with it, because they they figure into the plot and the bad guys. Okay. Yeah. It's okay, great. Then. It's good fun. I recommend it. Maybe it's still if anyone's in the states listening to it or in a country that's not Canada, maybe it's still on Netflix for you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well. Yeah. I don't know. It's like an hour because it's a kids movie, right? So it's, it's, it's pretty not short. Not too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's good fun. Cool. Well, I look forward <laughs> to watching it again. Me too. Okay, and then uh, my recommendation, you'd mentioned that there are so many adaptations of The Black Cat. Mm-hmm. I'm recommending Lucio Fulci's The Black Cat from 1981. Mm, this is Fulci this doing an Edgar Allan Poe tale. It's another one that Aero Video graced us with not too long ago. It has, it stars Mimsy Farmer, who is mm. the main woman from Four Flies on Grey Velvet. And also David Warbeck, who is the main dude from The Beyond. So oh, okay. we got a nice cast going here. Cool, At least cool. I think this one is Warbeck. Uh, now that I say it, I'm not so sure. But we'll find out, I guess. We will find <laughs> out when we watch it. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, you know, Fulci, Cats, so over-the-top gore and uh, ridiculous plotting. And it's all the things you love about Fulci are there. Excellent. This is sort of at the top of his second tier, I would say, for mm-hmm. movies. Like, it's not quite on the classic level of The Beyond or City of the Living Dead or anything like that. But it's... But it ain't no stinker. It's no stinker. I like it. I've seen it a few times now, so... Cool. Yeah. That gonna do it for us today? Yeah, I think so. So, you think we got enough? You feeling good about it? I'm feeling fine, read about Meow. God damn it. I only have myself to blame. You do. <laughs> All right, well. Take it easy, keep it sleazy. Yeah. <laughs>